All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Tori Vanu, would you pay $8,000 for a Super Bowl ticket? Absolutely not. Thank you. Not even, not even if Taylor Swift makes that from Tokyo. That's where her tour date is, right? Like, not even that would be enough. I can go to see Taylor Swift for an eighth of that. (laughs) For a mere $1,000, you can get a ticket to a Taylor Swift concert these days. So, you know, I understand some people would, but not, not for me. Not for me. I get it. You know what's funnier about this whole news story? And that's what it is. I mean, the, the prices of tickets are outrageous, but they have been for a while. But David and I were talking about the headlines. Will Taylor mm-hmm. Swift make it? The the track that Taylor mm-hmm. has to take to make it for the... And it's like, oh my gosh, I, I understand people want to break from the hard news that we're having. But my God, people, really, like these are the headlines that we're seeing now. We've completely jumped the shark with news. And thank God you're here I because mean, you're going to talk about real news. Why isn't the NFL considering moving the Super Bowl so that Taylor can go? Uh, let, come on, go. people. Thank you. Thank you. Tori Van Oot solving the world's problems minute <laughs> by minute. Your going to blow up now. <laughs> well done. Let's, we're going to start lobbying All so right. she can be there. All right, Tori, we'll actually talk about uh, some real news um, Some real news today. And in Axios, um, there is a headline, St. Paul Landmark Ordinance on Gun Storage Yields No Charges in the First Seven Months. So this is a story that you've written. Tell us a little bit about this. There was a passage of um, a landmark ordinance, but that was months ago, right? Yep. Yeah. One thing we like to do here at Axios is not just cover the news as it's happening, especially when it comes to politics and proposals at the state and local level, but kind of look at how are they working. So we decided to do that with this. Um, uh, it's called Safe Storage, kind of firearm storage rules that uh, St. Paul passed last year. It was really celebrated by the ta- at the time by supporters and gun safety advocates um, as something that would make the city safer and cut down on potentially gun thefts and injuries by making it a crime for someone to leave their gun unattended, um, Mm. unsecured. Kind of the example that people give is sitting out in the car, you know, um, sitting out without a trigger lock somewhere where someone could grab it and maybe a kid could accidentally discharge it, somebody could see it and steal it. You know, that's the intent of the the ordinance, was to kind of cut down on those situations. Um, Sometimes reality and how things actually take effect is – a little bit different. So as you mentioned, you know, what we found is that in the first seven months uh, since the ordinance took effect, there haven't been any prosecutions, there hasn't been any enforcement, any case referrals or citations related to this ordinance. Uh, so the why it matters is, you know, it's really hard to gauge whether an ordinance like this is having an, its intended effect, uh, whether it was needed, and or whether it's you know, the right way to address the problem um, without data. Not to say it's not working, um, but it's harder to track and see, okay, is this is this actually making a difference if you don't have any data to support it? 
This is uh, this is interesting. I mean, it sounds like a law that maybe nobody needed, but it's still in place. So right, well, we appreciate. Well, the mayor says ahead. it was needed. The mayor says you know okay. it was needed. Gun safety supporters say it was needed. You know, they say the goal is not necessarily enforcement. They don't necessarily want to be just mm. like writing tickets. They want to, especially now, start with educating gun owners and saying, you know, okay. lock up your guns, keep it, uh, you know, keep them safe and secured. But kind of between the lines here is that um, gun rights advocates had been really critical of this proposal as it was working mm. its way through mm-hmm. the process. And they said that it was um, you know, illegal, it kind of violated state laws that prevent cities from preempting statewide gun laws. And they have threatened to sue if it's enforced. So mm. you also have a little bit of a situation here of, you know, there's no enforcement. If there is enforcement, there could be a lawsuit down the road. Mm-hmm. The mayor says that there's not, you know, that those kinds of threats have no bearing on this, you know, the police actions, the city attorney's actions. And mm-hmm. his take is we can't, he, what he said was, you know, you can't demonstrate the gold medals, the, the firearm, you can't prove a negative, right? You can't say, right, oh, right. well, the, mm-hmm. the, the guns were locked up. So it's an interesting debate, though. And one of the reasons we wanted to highlight it is because we're expecting this issue to come up at the state capitol again this year. Um, so, mm. you know, there's a push to do a statewide law related to safely storing guns, related to, you know, securing trigger locks, that sort of thing. Um, and this is going to be a big debate at the capitol. And Questions of whether it could be enforced, how it would be enforced, whether it would be effective, effective have been a part of that debate, too. Yeah, so I guess you could prove that it's a deterrent. They come up. Mm-hmm. I guess you yeah, could say that it's a deterrent. Say. because no, Right, right. Nothing. There have been no charges, so maybe being a deterrent is working. So that's... It's possible. We just don't know. And mm-hmm. the, the St. Paul police do say there's a case that they're investigating that seems like it could fit the bill here. Um, but yeah, we'll be watching it. And I would expect this to be another issue. You know, there were several big gun laws as we talked about passed last year. And, and mm-hmm. I think this debate is going to reemerge again when the legislators return in just a few weeks to the Capitol on a state. Uh, you, too. you also wrote a piece about majority of Minnesotans not getting enough sleep. Amen, sister. I mean, I get a lot of sleep, but I know a lot of people do not. I prioritize sleep, though. So I, I know a lot of people can't or don't or you know have small kids. That's hard, especially as the mother of a toddler. It is hard. As a, this is a, a great day to ask me about this because I was up from uh, <laughs> one to three last night with a toddler. Oh. Uh, but but um, most of us like me, we you know, the study that a colleague got a hold of are not getting the recommended seven mm-hmm. hours of sleep. Now, what I found was really interesting that I hadn't heard before. I called a sleep expert over at the University of Minnesota. He said something that kind of surprised me, which is that his biggest concern is sometimes not necessarily people not getting enough sleep, but worrying too much about not getting enough sleep. He Mm, says that getting fixated on that seven hours, Mm -hmm. on that perfect sleep, on the technology you need, that sort of thing can actually cause more stress and anxiety leading you to have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep. And his bottom line was really trust your body. Like, listen to your body. If you're getting six hours and 40 minutes of sleep a night and you're waking up feeling rested and you've got a regular routine, falling asleep easily, that's okay. If you're sleeping eight hours instead of seven and you're not feeling like groggy and tired, that's okay. Um, So just follow your body, which I thought he was going to say, we all need more sleep. Um, And he did say we need more sleep, but that was mm-hmm. interesting that he, he thought that the fo- focus or fixation on getting enough sleep could be a barrier to getting good sleep in itself. 
Mm. All right. Everyone needs more sleep. Try it. Prioritize it. Do some meditation and some breathing exercises. But I know it's hard Stay when you get small screen. kids. Stress. Yeah. yeah, it's it's so hard. That's the human struggle, my friend. The human struggle. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Tori, have you been following this controversy about Ilhan Omar? Um, it is something that we're looking at uh, okay. here. Yes. So uh, the congresswoman that, uh, made, oh yeah, do you want me to explain a little bit of what we know about it? Would that be helpful? Yes. I would only um, because I don't speak the language and I couldn't translate what she was saying. And I don't often trust translations online. And um, I, it's she is my congressperson. So I or, you know, the one I didn't vote for her. But of course, she represents me here. But um, I I feel like I need more information. And I knew you'd be the person to talk to about it. So, so share the controversy. And I'm not going to get super into the weeds of that because we're still mm-hmm. trying to sort that out as well. There are dueling yes. translations here. But the big picture is the congresswoman was at an event, uh, largely Somali uh, American attendees, and was weighing in on essentially like a dispute in Somalia between a certain kind of political regional faction and another country about port access. Um, and right. she made some comments Ethiopia. about Ethiopia, yes. And she made some mm-hmm. comments about, uh, you know, prioritizing Somalia's interests protecting Somalia's interests uh, about Somali Americans kind of being able to stand up and tell the U S that they should, you know, protect this country's interests and, and her priorities there. So uh, clip of a clip of this with a translation was posted online as criticism from that kind of breakaway group within Somalia. Um, and it has kind of launched a firestorm um, on social media we had mm-hmm. Congressman um, Tom Emmer of Minnesota, the member of leadership, call on the congresswoman to uh, resign in disgrace. And, and some of the criticism from the right has been, uh, you know, interpretation that her comments were putting, um, suggesting that she put the interests of Somalia ahead of the interests of the U.S. and uh, being a congresswoman. Now, uh, the congresswoman's office kind of says that the, the clip... Mm-hmm that's gone really viral, that the translation, that, that the video is real, but the translation does not represent what she actually said, that what she, you know, what hurt, what she was expressing was, a, I guess, kind of international policy position that um, is in line with uh, uh, essentially a U.S. position on this. Mm-hmm. And that's what I know now. That's where things stand out. It's mm-hmm. kind of complicated. But, the you know, this is the latest as you know, since she's been elected, there have been a number of um, controversies related to co- comments mm-hmm. the Congresswoman has made, and they tend to become very political very fast um, mm-hmm. and for a lot of different reasons. And so I think us and other outlets have been just trying to do the due diligence in reporting um, on, okay, what does this actually, you actually say? Right. Catching up on the conflict here. Um, but it is something that is out there um, yeah. uh, and that we are looking at. And that's my kind of best um, that's my best take at explaining 
situation as I know it at, at this time. Um, caveat, Good, and I also I, do not speak Somali. So I do not, yeah. I cannot verify which the, the, the translations, the Congresswoman's office points mm-hmm. to a translation by an indip- someone on Twitter that is slightly mm-hmm. different than the one on the video that's going circulating. And I'm not in a position right now to say which one is accurate. So, um, but that is what is out there right now. Right. And I'm keeping my eye on it also, but I feel like you do. Uh, Tori, we're out of time, but I really appreciate uh, you joining us and shaking out all of those stories, the sleep, (laughs) the guns. Uh, Ilhan Omar, you can read Tori in Axios. Apply, you know, subscribe to the newsletter. I get it free every morning in my inbox. Uh, Follow Tori on Twitter. Tori Vanu, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate you. Thank you. You got it. You know, I've been following this story, too, and I have gotten many calls, emails, texts. Jordana, what's going on with the Ilhan Omar thing? I mean, there are people on the right that are calling for her to be deported. There are other people that are defending her, saying the translation was wrong. I'll break down what I know with you, but again, I want to not jump all over it because I don't speak Somali, and I couldn't verify it myself. So I wanted to bring you as much truth as I could without jumping all over somebody and not fully understanding the issue here. So we'll talk more about it in a moment. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 